gotta get some more pretzels out here. <laughs> While I finish my cliff bar, Genevieve, tell the friends of Bungie listening to Talking with Bungie what we are doing. Today we are discussing blood trails, in particular the blood trails we witnessed oh, I mean, this year. What are we doing? We're sitting in a truck. What are we doing? Oh, we are... <laughs> Give me some background here. We're driving back from Maryland and we had some really good luck this year. Oh, we did? Yes. I'd, uh, I'd say so. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Are we carrying coolers? Yes, we are carrying a bunch of coolers full of meat and a nice set of antlers back as well. More on that soon, right? We're going to have some videos coming down the road. And probably by the time you friends of Bungie hear this podcast, some of these videos will already be up. But the mention of antlers is just a little teaser, isn't it? Yeah. But we had a great time. Great same time. Heading back. Got to see a concert while we were down there. We did a lot. On we did trip. a lot. Once, <laughs> one year we saw a movie while we were down there. Remember, we went to see like a vampire movie. It was real good. Yeah. I like vampire yeah. stuff. That's fun. And, uh, you know, that's so every once in a while we do something that is non hunting related while we're down there. Get some father daughter time in, right? That's yeah. Fun. Yeah. And this was a chance to go see Kicks, one of our favorite bands of all time. And Final show before they retire. Final show. Yeah. No more Steve Whiteman and the boys. So uh, can't beat it. Pretty good. So you were mentioning that we're going to do something else on this podcast, which was talk about three pre-selected topics. And yes. you started to give us one of those topics. Would you like to start us off with what that topic entails? Blood trails. Blood in trails. In particular, the ones we saw this year in Maryland. Yes, as opposed to previous years in Maryland and elsewhere. I just got a post, and I'm going to tell you this, and you didn't get this, but I just got a comment, a message, a private message, a direct message, I guess you young ones call it. A DM. A DM is what you call it. Your, your generation calls them DMs. Um, do they use private message anymore, PMs? No, I don't know what happened, but like four years ago, people stopped saying that for some reason. Isn't that funny? It's weird, yeah. Huh. Anyway. <laughs> I sent you a prime minister. I always thought that when I would see it, the PM. I would see, like, you sent me a prime minister? That goes to my political background, I guess. I'm thinking about the government stuff. Anyway. All right. Like you said. Anyway. Anywho. In previous years, uh, if you look back at Bungie's Buck in Maryland last year, holy cow, what a blood trail. That was colossal. You had to have waders on to find that deer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't just a sidewalk, it was a river. I'm just kidding. But it was really, really impressive and spectacular. Four, 40, 50 yards all the way to the deer and boom. Actually, you get the last 10 yards, you didn't see it as much, but it didn't matter because you could see the deer. Uh, you know, the deer run out of blood. They simply cannot bleed anymore at that point. <laughs> the PM or DM that I got from a friend of Bungie was about the opposite. Shot a deer with the three-inch Swahackers, 150 grainers, number 251, and the same ones I use, same ones you use. Yep. I love those things, had great success with them. And his deer ran, according to him, 270 yards, had to have a dog find it because there wasn't enough blood. Now, looking at the picture, it's a good broadside shot going in. It was 
you know, behind the shoulder in the uh, bungee triangle, so to speak. Not in the, not up front or anything like that. But it exited pretty far back. I'm thinking back behind the liver and everything else. So it may have been a one long liver shot, that kind of thing. And what do we know about the Swahacker? Now he says that when they skin the deer out, which is just still a great story you find the deer, right? But you skin the deer out and you find that the broadheads did not open as quickly as they should have. Like, and I think what he meant by that, I have to talk to him in detail. Maybe there's, you know, the details are always, the, the, the devil's in the details. So, entirely possible, keep in mind how the swill hackers function. They got the one inch entrance wound, and then it will open up those blades on the way through. Now, they pretty much have to open. There isn't a way to get that through a deer without that. But even if it doesn't open, what do you get? A one-inch cutting diameter. You get a wound channel of, a, of one inch all the way through a deer. And I've killed deer with that before. When I started out crossbow hunting back in 2010, I was using a one and one-sixteenth inch cutting diameter broadhead. Gotta get that sixteenth inch Oh yeah, that make, yeah, makes all the difference. Ooh, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, and they were tiny. And the truth is they aren't even an inch and a sixteenth because uh, you know, that's the that's the diameter of the circle, I think. It's not really blade to blade, if that makes any sense, because these were a three blade. So, you know, people still use those today. If you're going to use a, a fixed blade broadheaded, you know, six and one half a dozen of another, I don't think there's much difference on those. So that, that size, it doesn't, it is what it is. So these ones open up and you know, it's going to open up and cut a three inch swath at some point in the deer. But the question is, does it do that immediately upon hitting the hide, just as the feral passes into the animal, the blades are now open and you've got three inches all the way through. I don't think that's the case. And I've commented on that before. And my concern is you get three inches on the second half of the deer. You definitely get a three inch exit wound, right? Right. right. Yeah. yeah. But maybe you don't get three inches all the way through the deer. I don't know. If you get two inches all the way through the deer, that's still more than what you get with most broadheads, right? Yeah. Except yeah. for the two-inch broadheads. <laughs> so, um, I guess, you know, and I don't, I'm not sponsored by Swacker. I don't make Swacker. I don't get money from Swacker. I have to buy Swacker broadheads just like everybody else. I have a coupon code now, Bungie2324. When you're listening to this, maybe, maybe not. That still works. I don't know. But I did get that for 10% off for friends of Bungie who want to try those broadheads. I get nothing out of it if you buy them or not. I don't have any dog in this fight, so to speak. No stake in this game. But nonetheless, you know, it's a product I believe in that I enjoy and appreciate and want other people to appreciate it as well. And we've had really good success with it to the point where I left Rage and Rage had never let us down. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not using Rage now and there's no reason that I'm not using Rage. It's the first time I've ever switched. I haven't switched broadheads an awful lot. But it's the first time I didn't really have a reason to switch broad. That I just switched broadheads because I wanted to try these other ones. And because they impressed me so much. When we, I had a package of them. I used them. And I was like, holy cow, let's keep using these. Well, anyway. So, they fly great a little bit. Now, I'm not saying that this friend of Bungie made a bad shot by any stretch of the imagination. That is not the case. It is just the angle, blah, blah, blah. Right? And with... What we're shooting now on these sweat hackers, I like to aim a little closer into the shoulder. And our shots this year down in Maryland were, in fact, closer on the shoulder for both of us, I think. Yep. That's probably true. Yep, I agree. But the blood trails really weren't there. Now, in our defense, the good news for us is we're getting ready to go through the Lehigh Tunnel. Are you excited? 
always makes me nervous for some reason. It's real Anytime. claustrophobic feeling. <laughs> Going in, you see those signs where if you're carrying any of these hazardous materials, don't go in here. I'm like, man, I hope why not? That's yeah. Like, yeah, that's a dangerous thing. Well, you get a spill in there, that's no good. But we're gonna go through that tunnel anyway. So the blood trails for ours. The good news for us is we didn't have 270 yard blood trails. We had right. 40, maybe 50 yard blood trails. Yeah. We shot five deer, right? Yes. Yep. With swag, there's two different cross, three different crossbows, three different crossbows. Yeah. What a great trip this was. And my two deer, my two does went 40 yards each. I shot two does in the same location from the same stand. And then Genevieve shot a third doe that same night, but from a different stand. And there was some confusion while we're tracking them that, wait a minute, is this the blood trail for this deer or the other deer? And you do start to run into that if you shoot multiple multiple deer. They start crossing kind of. Yeah. yeah. Now yours ran, how far would you say that first night's doe ran? About 60. 60? Would you say? Feet? Yards. Yeah. Miles. Miles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 60 yards. <laughs> so probably 50, 60 yards, I would say. I'd agree with that. Yeah. You know, we could go on the phone and get real particular about it. But when you track them for five minutes and then you see the body, that's. 40, 60, I don't care. That, that's a good track job. Yeah, and yeah. I don't, um, there was a time when I kept spreadsheets of all this stuff and it would be interesting to still know it. But but you know, when you shoot deer, you know what deer you like and what deer you don't like. Right? And that's why you should try other deer. And if yeah, swackers yeah. aren't doing it for you, friend of Bungie, then I absolutely encourage you to try a different brand as long as it's Rage. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say like that. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't waste your time with tiny little broadheads. That's that's my thinking. Now, try I have, both types of broadheads. Both See which one you prefer. Right. There are two types in this world. Yeah. And that's why we have... Swacker and Rage. Swacker yeah. and Rage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Rage. You know, I'm not sponsored by anybody again but we and we've talked about the sponsorship stuff because they have opportunities out there and i've toyed with this idea and gone back and forth and maybe someday that happens but the reality is i get so fascinated with certain products that change the game for me that, that improve my crossbow hunting whether it's the burris oracle x scope you know i honestly i have bad mouthed them i have been on it's a love-hate relationship 100 man because like Oh, it's a lot of money to spend on something that's not working. But when it works, it's so phenomenal, right? So more on that down the road. But these products, like the broadheads, I think this is a relationship that a lot of crossbow hunters have with broadheads. You love them until you hate them, right? You love yep. them, love them, love them. Yep. But like I said, I, I came to Swahacker only because they performed for us, not because there was something wrong with Rage. And I have a handful of Rages, and didn't I ask you, before he came down here, should I just take the rages and use them up? You know, basically try them. And but we were already sighted in with the other ones, and that, yeah, that is yeah. what it is. So that's a whole different discussion. Did you have any more you wanted to add to the blood trails? Oh, we should talk. We didn't actually talk much about the blood trails yeah. themselves. <laughs> they weren't as copious this year as they'd been in the past, right? They weren't the buckets of blood, but we did get Still one solid though. One of mine had blood on a tree. Real good, real heavy. Yeah, yeah. That made for some neat videos, my, some neat pictures. My second doe had. Yes, you did. Your well. second, yeah. your second doe did leave some blood on a tree, and it's always a good sign. And I've gotten that's one thing I never did with other broadheads, even Rage. I didn't particularly look for blood on trees when you're now. The other reason we had poor blood trails is describe the forest floor where we were looking for three of oh, those man. four doors. It was on pine needle flooring, yes. and 
it just soaks it right up. It, it soaks it up like down. sand. It yeah. leaches down in between those pine needles. It's so hard to see. It is so dry, it turns it into a brown color, the same color yep. as the pine needles. And that's what the entire forest floor was. So you're looking, it was hard to follow on that. You had to find it. You know, that blood had to just randomly hit a leaf for that blood trail for that spot to show it had hit a tree or something like that but it is a good statement about blood trails when i spent probably close to half my time looking at trees when we're blood tracking That's on these true. various deer yeah. i would just look at the tree to see if there was debris on the trees so that's different i think that's different right um, that's a positive i think that's positive yeah what else um those blood trails oh on the buck same deal on the buck the buck only went 40 yards right yeah and that was a the most perfect shot of all time i just i love that shot the video is going to be phenomenal you're gonna love it um i'm very proud of it very proud of the shot don't tell them what crossbow was don't tell them it's a surprise it was not bungee jr oh, you told them which one it wasn't that's true <laughs> it wasn't gonna be that one i had i did shoot a deer with that one well, I wouldn't know how to, you have to cock it for me. Yeah. When you get yeah. to the stand. <laughs> it's like if I hunt using one of yours, I'll do it for me and then yeah, I'll yeah, shoot. Yeah, then, then I'll let you know if I shoot something and you can come back and cock it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that one, though, was kind of the reverse of our friend of Bungie's situation. It wasn't up front on entrance and in the back on exit. It was up front on entrance and like it looked like it, maybe it went out too far to the front, but what mm -hmm. it did, you know, because the deer was quartering away, but I could have aimed back a little bit more and probably had the double lung shot. You're not going to get better than 40 yards. I mean, unless you break something on the deer, 40 yards, that's pretty good. Water right up. <laughs> In the video, you can see blood coming out the entrance wound and the exit wound. Yes. And the other thing that was that hampered our blood trail on that particular shot was that that shot the exit wound was through his left off shoulder the far the opposing shoulder went right through the meat of that uh, and so every step he took the muscle in there was blocking the blood trail you're not going to have the squirting and all of that that you would get with a different shot with a if it coming out on the hide you know, right, yeah. rib cage or something like that and that's very similar to what our friend of Bungie probably experienced, which is the blood trail in the back, that three-inch hole gets plugged with intestines, gets plugged with the fat guts and fat too, yeah. fat and hair and everything else. And uh, But I will say this, you know, there's trade-offs everywhere in this business, but the design of those hackers for him to get a pass-through going in the front and coming out the bag, that's a, you're putting a, it's very similar to your buck. That's what I was thinking, yeah, yeah. Tell them about that. I shot a buck last year in Maryland. Velvet. Yeah, yep. It was a really big-bodied deer, but he was kind of curled around, sort of. So Angles, was, yep. Yeah, his hind legs were facing me, but his front end was starting to turn broadside. Yeah. And so when I shot him, it went in the front of the left shoulder, and it came out almost at the back left hip. Yes. Just about. Yeah. And we didn't have trouble finding that deer either. But, yeah. we, you know, and, and here's the thing, too. Knock on wood, I haven't lost a deer with a swagger, but I haven't had any trouble finding them either. It's not like, you know, I did have with the Rage, the last long-running deer that we've had was two years ago with the last time he used Rage. And this wasn't a reason I switched. It really wasn't. But I had a deflection, right? Mm -hmm. 
that broadhead hit right up front, we came out back and that deer was slightly quartering away and somehow it hit up front on the deer's facing shoulder facing me and that arrow turned and went out behind the liver. Yeah. And that deer, I mean, it killed the deer. And she, she was deer running downhill, downhill too, which didn't help. Yeah, which takes, you know, she, she lived for 10 seconds instead of five seconds and went 150 yards. That's just the nature of deer. Yeah. You know, yeah. they just can run forever. They just, that's just what happens. And so the, the topography, we don't think about that enough, but the topography, you make a good point. That affects your blood trail and everything else as well. It's not just a the shot, right? There's yeah. other factors we have to take into account. So what I would say, if you have an experience like that with a broadhead, where you found the deer, the broadhead did perform. It opened up, went through the deer, killed the deer, and you found the deer. And you made a good shot. It wasn't a bad shot, like I said. The angle is what it is, assuming that wasn't a deflection type of shot. But if assuming he was happy with the accuracy, I say keep using them. Use up the pack, maybe get another pack, try them a little bit. Use them up this season, maybe next season. See what you think. And if you want to try a different one next year, go try a different. You know, like there's no no harm in doing that. You know, and they're you know that, that that's just what we do. That's what we do. I'd also add that. In a situation like that with a really hard quartering shot, I'd feel a lot more comfortable using a real big broadhead like that and versus something a bit smaller. Because it reaches out. Yes. Yep. That is the reason I use big broadheads regardless of the shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to Just in case. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. I want them to... The weird thing about the swackers, though, I will say this, and I don't want to turn this into a swacker podcast, and I don't want people to get the wrong impression. Again, we're not sponsored by swacker. You can get that Bungie 2324. That is just something I reached out to them for and asked them if they could do this as a service to friends of Bungie so they could try this because I, I believe in the product. Again, they don't pay me if you buy them or not, right? You buy them without the code, it doesn't make any difference in my life whatsoever. I do this because I want you to experience all this swacker goodness, right? And that swagger, though, they fly so good. Now, you got to sight them in. You have to sight them and make sure that give them the reality test at 20, 30, 40 yards, whatever, whatever you're going to be hunting at, and make sure that they perform it with your arrows, your crossbow, that sort of thing. And I did notice a difference between different crossbows, which are subject of videos down the road here. But this is an inter interesting observation. Since we've been using the swaggers, I can't think of a deer where the arrow went where anywhere other than where I wanted it to go. Yeah. Now, how amazing is that? I can't say that about all of my hunting up until I started using the Swahackers. And I don't, again, maybe it's not 100% the Swahackers. I'm using uh, different, I'm a lot more in tune with my arrows. You know, I was thinking about arrows all the time, and getting special arrows and all that. But uh, the Swahackers are definitely good for accuracy in my book. So, so that's another reason why we found these deer. We've had good success with that because we are shooting more accurately, right? So it's all that's all part of it. So and hopefully, I mean, if you hunt long enough, if we hunt long enough, we're going to lose more deer. That's just the nature of the game, I'm sure. But um, we're on a real good run right now. So let's talk about the next topic. Uh, scent free. Oh, yeah. That'll be a big topic in my videos. So one, another problem, in addition to mixing up blood trails and confusion over blood trails, another problem that arises when you shoot multiple deer is you have to go find them 
Yeah. And drag them. Dragging them is the bad part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of work. And what was the temperature while we were down there? First night we were there, it was pretty warm. It was in the 80s. Yeah, about 82, yeah. I'd say. And what happens when you drag three different deer? You get pretty stinky in pretty quick. Degree, yes. <laughs> and we experimented a little bit this year with Scentlock. I've been using Scentlock for a while. Love it. Genevieve also purchased Scentlock. I'm a big fan. I am too. Yeah. Oh, I am too. And But the problem is when you're on the road, we can't wash. We did go to a... To a... Uh, laundromat. A laundromat. To yeah, laundromat. To use their dryers and stuff to dry those, the outfits. But after... Sweating like we did it. And when I sweat, when I'm exercising like that, I was drenched. I was soaked through this scent lock. What we really should have done is changed out in the pickup truck, put on sweatpants or t-shirts or something. something tracking tra- clothes. Tracking clothes, a yes. t-shirt. Or <laughs> um, you know, sweatpants if you need. Something where you can work and, or jeans, I don't care, whatever. Something where you can walk through stuff. But we didn't do that. And we wore the hunting clothes doing that. And the problem was scent lock... We really needed to wash those. What we should have done probably is washed them right in the sink with a scent-free body wash, if nothing else, mm-hmm. and swished them, you know, got them real, rinsed real good, and then run them through the dryer at the laundromat. The problem was, man, did I, I didn't notice it until we got to the stand the next day, <laughs> started climbing the ladder. And when my hands, when I reached up, my armpits smelled so bad, I I've got this whiff <laughs> of body odor like never before. And that uh, really set me back on hunting. There's no question. The videos will show this. It's going to be clear in the videos. Did you have deer winding you? Maybe. I had one doe. She came right up under the stand, and it was hard to tell if she oh. either saw me or smelled me. It was probably both, but she was, like, right underneath me. And she could have been that's just hesitant tough. coming that's into That's just a, a tough situation in general. That tree stand yeah. area, she's seen other deer get shot at that same location, so she's very cautious coming through there. Her face was all scarred up and everything, so... She's a fighter. Yeah, she's cautious for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so she's got issues or whatever. You, you have those sorts of things. You never know what you're going to experience. And it just takes one little... I mean, it. I started to realize that I was stinking the place up just walking in. Like, you're leaving your odor everywhere. And I had deer that were definitely visibly... Oh, you had a buck come in, though, that was looking right at I you. think he saw me, though, for oh. some reason. He was real twitchy. Yeah. He didn't... Yeah, he didn't toss his nose or anything like nice that. Nice me. Yeah, yeah. Not real tall, but really wide. Nice. Yeah. That was not a buck I saw, I'm thinking. No, you saw the pictures. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't recognize him from those pictures. So, another thing we need to work on then with regard to that stuff is taking extra clothes to, so we can immediately change out of the scent lock clothes. Maybe we'll get one of those travel scent lock bags so we take them out and immediately put them right back in the uh, we need to get over? Yeah, up there. So we can put them in immediately into a scent pressure bag that we can carry with us in the truck and run that off the, the uh, cigarette lighter or something. And that would be that way they're cleaning because we have an ozonic scent crusher that we run in the hotel room where we keep all our laundry mm-hmm. and that just could not get it done on the 
those dirty clothes when you can still smell it over the ozonic smell. Yeah, it smell. was it was rough. Yeah. yeah, it's you know that there's an issue. So yeah, we know that uh, got to make some changes here, which we will do. So I, you know, the theory behind the ozon behind the scent lock clothes, you know, one outfit should do it for us on a three four day hunt. We shouldn't need. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't need ten outfits or something. There's a time, what I'm trying to get around here is what I've done in the past is I'll bring a morning and an afternoon outfit, and I've got that's way too much camo to own, you know. So that's what I think about it. Yeah, definitely bring extra clothes when you're dragging a deer or tracking. <laughs> and we can use bug spray on those clothes. Yeah. So yeah. what we do is use permethrin on because that's unscented. And that soaks in, and permethrin kept us from getting chiggers, and near as I can tell, and ticks and everything else. Even keeps the skeeters away a little bit. Love that stuff. We soaked that in there. I spent a day or morning where I soaked them and came back that evening and put them away. They were all dry and everything. This stuff works great. I love the permethrin. And but you don't, and we could do our tracking clothes in the same stuff, but. Just having regular clothing put on use bug spray, that'll keep the mosquitoes away even better. And then we don't have to worry about spraying bug spray on our scent lock clothes, I think is important, right? Yeah. So that's a good thing. So we're always, you know, you have to always refine things. And this is, it's always a struggle for me because it's so easy to get in a rut where you're hunting the same way, the same thing every time, but then you don't really move your hunting forward. But every time you change something to move your hunting forward, whether it's a new crossbow, a new technique, what have you, you open up these new questions. But that's really the fun part of hunting for me. If I shot the same deer on the same tree stand over and over and over, it'd feel like Groundhog Day, that movie. I like to be going out there and there's gotta be some adventure here, right? A change of pace, something new and exciting and interesting and learning and growing. And hopefully these videos show that. I think we're, we are adapting quite well, aren't we? I think so. Yeah. So, what's our third topic, Miss Genevieve? The issues with traveling with crossbows. Oh. So, in the past, I went back and forth to Maryland, Maine, wherever I went hunting, and I carried, and even Arizona, the bungeonator, right? Bungie and I made all these trips, and didn't really matter as much. Throw it in the back, strap it in good in the bed of the pickup, or the back of the rab on top of all of the coolers, all that good stuff. And that case was gargantuan, wasn't it? It's ridiculous, really. <laughs> it really is, especially in 2023. Now in 2020, yeah. 2010, it was bad okay. back then. Let's it was. Be real. <laughs> it, it actually was. It was. You know, the world was getting away from that back then. But uh, now it's it is almost comical. It's so large. It's comically large, right? It literally takes up the whole bed of the pickup. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. It's like it needs its own parking space, especially if you open it up. So that's an issue, and I wouldn't want to put it in the bed of the pickup anymore than you have to. Anyway, a lot of vibration back there, that sort of thing. So we've taken to putting it in soft cases up front, stand it up behind the seats here. We've got a Toyota Tacoma with a half back seat here or whatever. Lots of, it works out pretty good. But, of course, I don't only take one crossbow because the hunt in Maryland. Bungie has to go to Maryland. Bungie would, would never oh, forgive yeah, me yeah. if I went to Maryland without that crossbow. That would not go well. <laughs> no, I would pay a price for that. And I do intend, 
least for the foreseeable future, to have a successful hunt with Bungie every year. Yeah. I mean, it's still as functional. It's working great. It killed a woodchuck at 81 yards. What more do you want? Killed two does in like an hour. In an hour's time, right? And made perfect shots on them. Yeah, yeah. At really odd yardages. It's going to be a great video. And then the other thing, though, is we've got the SWAT back there, which takes up almost no room. It's a suitcase, basically. It's the same as the, yeah, about the same size as the little suitcase that I carry uh, clothes in, that sort of thing. I always carry that one little suitcase for that stuff. So that one really doesn't take up a lot of room. Now, yours takes up quite a bit of room. You have what they call, I think, the Manta-style case for Bungie Jr. Bungie Jr. is an X-Caliber Micro-style crossbow, right? Yeah. And that case uh, serves you well. It's a lot. It's... It's not terrible. It no. could be better, but it's not that bad. It just does take up a little bit of room in the back, um, but it's not bad. It wouldn't take up as much room. It wouldn't be a problem if we didn't have bungee back here, right? Right, yeah. But I can't make this trip without bungee. But we're we're looking for alternatives here and there to, to slim down the amount of stuff that we have in the truck. This truck, is, I think we've got it decked out perfect in the bed, don't we? Yeah. The number of coolers. Everything jigsaws into place real well. Yeah, kind of. It's all meant for there. Yeah. Like if you took one of those pieces out, now you'd have you'd have more room. You'd have stuff sliding around back there, and everything back there can get wet too. It's all coolers and stuff like that. So yep. doing good with that. Uh, traveling with crossbows, though, the other thing you always got to worry about is: do you bump them? Do they get hurt? You don't want to be in a situation where you are ruining the accuracy, right? And we definitely did not. I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> Do you think right now you've seen the size difference between the SWAT X1 from Killer Instinct that I'm using that I took on this triple S also and Bungie Jr.? Mm-hmm. And it's not so much the size of the crossbows, it's the cases. Because remember, if we had the Scorpion here, that takes up a lot of and it's that not, is the it's not weirdest. As, it's a weird shape. Yes. You can't really put it in a case. <laughs> yeah, it had, the soft case is really all I've got for it that's usable. It fits in the Mantis case. Well, not the Mantis case, but the big Plano case that I have, the hard case for Bungie. It would fit in that, but... You don't want to take that uh, thing Yeah, anywhere. and then we had a special SKB case I bought for it, but man, it looked like you were carrying a piano with it. It was just gargantuan, that case was. So that one really is not a good, convenient traveling crossbow. Not if you have... Two crossbows you're taking. Yeah. Not if you need space. Or if um, you're not taking a U-Haul on vacation with <laughs> Right. We don't want to be throwing crossbows on a big trailer either. That's the thing. So I, mean, I, don't, I like to have them where they're just riding in the back. And the back seat. I like keeping the car where they're protected from the weather, where they are not bouncing around, and where they aren't going to be stolen. That's another thing. Yeah. Do you feel like you've seen the traveling with the Scorpion, you've seen traveling with the Bungie, the, the old X-Caliber, the 3860 wide model, and you've seen traveling now with the SWAT. Is traveling with the X-Caliber Micro an issue for you? Personally, no. Okay, you feel like you can go wherever, whenever, not gonna have a problem yeah. because of the size or anything. Like I said, it could be better. But it could be a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's all right. Well, right now you're sitting here and it's behind your seat. And I think if Bungie wasn't here, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. Oh, yeah, definitely. But 
but the fact that matters you can fit in the back seat of this thing you fit four SWAT X1s in there and still have room for other stuff yeah. <laughs> you know like it's just amazing the difference in size of crossbows this probably is a topic that fascinates me more than you because you're used to using a smaller crossbow in fact it's your smaller crossbow the micro from Excalibur that convinced me to upgrade in the first place. I shot that crossbow and saw what kind of energy was produced by such a small package. And although I knew that in my head, I hadn't experienced it in my hands and with my own eyes. And once I did that, it really opened the door for me and got me on this quest for a perfect crossbow, which is kind of where we're at now. And right now I'm real happy with that spot. I we're having a good time with that. So I think that's a pretty good little podcast, kid. Uh, we got to go home and work on videos. Though. Tonight, I'm going to transfer all the footage out of the computer, get that all back up and ready to go. That should take you a while. <laughs> and then I'm going to watch it all and come up with ideas. Uh, sort of write out the script, so to speak. It's not really a script. The talking points, the outline of our videos, and watch that story unfold over the next few weeks. Pretty excited about that. I am too. Yeah. yeah. And then I also I got tons of work to do too because Maryland this year was pretty much my entire hunting season so pretty much for you too I'd say it was a good hunting season oh I think it was though I mean I wouldn't trade it for the world wouldn't trade it for the world it was a good one well thank you very much kid and thank you for listening and until next time all hail Bungie